and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, John. Yeah, welcome back to a Fully Express where my goal, my heart is to be able to equip you and to strengthen you to be able to fully express who God has created you to be. For I believe that we're able to fully express who God's created us to be, that we are the most satisfied and God is most glorified through our lives. So I wanted to kind of talk to you about something that you may have observed in some of my correspondence. Maybe you get an email from me or maybe I've written you a letter or maybe you've just have seen it on my uh, on my website or on Facebook page. But uh, throughout all of my correspondence, I sign the letter in his hands. And so why do I do that? And I want to kind of explain that to you in just a second, but I want to let you know, kind of set this up, that when we say that we want you to fully express who God has created you to be, that there's an element that I want you to be aware of that is not just you, that God brings his strength to you, he brings a, a wisdom to you, he, has, he brings enlightenment to you as you yield to him. He gives you those tools to be able to become who he's created you to be. And so we're going to have a series of messages that are going to be talking about just that. Today, we're going to talk about his touch, and it's going to relate to in his hands, of course. And then there's going to be a follow-up one. I'm going to talk about his presence in your lives, his love in your life, and his plan for your life. It's going to be kind of the next four podcasts that will be made available to you, and they'll drop each week. But this week, I want to talk to you about hands, being in his hands. And I want you to think about your own hands. And I want you to think about how you experience the world, how you communicate to the world, if you are able, through your hands. Now, we know that there's different symbolisms, even in our culture, that we use our hands for. You know, maybe it's the fist that is that act of aggression or that symbol of aggression. It's the, it's the closed fist and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm aggravated. I, I, I'm, I'm prepared for some type of confrontation. And quite the opposite, the open hand is, is, that, is that I'm free, I surrender, I'm in worship, I'm in peace. And then there's, you know, we, we communicate with our hands. The American Sign Language is one of my favorite things to observe, especially during a worship service. But we can express ourselves through our hands. And, and some of us, we can't, some of us, we don't have a, we have a hard time talking without using our hands. And maybe you know somebody like that. I don't know. But with our hands are in a very real way, the way that we experience the world, we take the world in, and we, we have our hands to type, to write to communicate with the outside world. So our hands are very are very important to the way that we interact with the world. And setting this up, and I know that you understand that we're going to talk about Jesus' hands in, in just a moment. But with your hands, you know, your hands are, are throughout our lives. They're those the important touch points and the important things of, of strength and power or leading or guiding. I think about when in childhood, when you're holding a parent's hand, it's that, it's that security. I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm trusting in you to lead me, to guide me. And then I think about when we're adults and we use our hands for the handshake or we use it for a greeting. Or if we're in a dating relationship, we're holding hands and we're using that to, as a bonding element. 
In marriage, we hold hands at the altar. We put, the, we put a ring on our finger on our hands. And even when we go to the doctor, the doctor uses his hands to touch, to feel, to, or a massage therapist to bring healing to our bodies, our hands. And if our eyes are the window to the soul, the connection point to our hearts. There's something extremely personal about the use of our hands. We make music with our hands. We clap with our hands. We surrender with our hands. And as I said, we, we worship with our hands. There's, and our hands are so personal. T- children make T-shirts out of those hand impressions. We make clay molds out of children's handprints. We want to touch and be touched and love through our hands. So, knowing that, knowing that we are created in God's image, God sends his son Jesus into the world in a very real way to touch the world, to touch your life with his hands. We're going to look there in just a second. But the Bible says that there's so many illustrations of God in his hands. that The Bible says that God can expand the universe with his hand. His hand is so large, so mighty, he could span the universe. He created all of creation by the work of his hands. And Jesus comes as a man to touch the world around him. And one of my very favorite portions of scripture, and I, and I guess I, we say that a lot, but my, one of my favorite portions of scripture, which was really the birth point of my signature in his hands, is in the Gospel of Mark. Now, you might know, you Bible students, that each of the Gospels kind of portrays Jesus a little bit differently. It's the, it's the same information in many cases, but just a little bit of a different view as you as we might go to some place and the and the person who is the doctor versus the person that's a paramedic or the person that's the insurance adjuster all looks at the same accent just from a different perspective. Well the gospel writers looked at Jesus' life from a different perspective. And this is going to become meaningful here in just a second. You know that the gospel of Matthew has the, the lineage and the genealogy and really shows Jesus as the king. Jesus as king, as royalty. And, and then there's Luke, who shows Jesus as, as the Son of Man, as the perfect man, God, but he, he's the perfect man, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And John, of course, shows Jesus as the Son of God. He, he's, he's God, but he's also a man. But it comes from the perspective of being God. And then there's Mark. And Mark shows Jesus as the servant. And there's a particular passage that I want to draw your attention to. And it's Mark chapter 1. And it's in verse 30, and I'm going to read it to you. It says this, But Simon's wife's mother, that's his mother-in-law, lay sick with a fever. And they told him, meaning Jesus, about her at once. So Jesus came, took her by the hand, and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her, and she served them. You know, there's this picture of Jesus coming in. Simon's mother-in-law is sick, and Jesus comes in, and he touches her with her hand, and he lifts her up. Jesus, as the servant, brings the healing to Peter's mother-in-law and empowers her to get up. He touches her, and he lifts her up. And you know, the really interesting thing in the other passages that, uh, that describe the same scene 
in Matthew, Matthew, uh, Jesus as the king, he comes in, Jesus comes into the room and he touches Peter's mother-in-law. Now he also lifted her up, but Matthew doesn't say that. He says he just touches her. And there's that, you get that picture of the, the king reaching forth the scepter and just touches Peter's mother-in-law and she rises up just with a touch of his hand. And then Luke, which shows Jesus as the, as the son of man, he comes in empowered by the Holy Spirit and he speaks, doesn't describe the touching, speaks and she rises up. I, I just love those different perspectives and it follows that theme throughout the scripture. I encourage you on your own time to, to kind of dig into that a little bit more. It's fascinating, really. But when I, when I look at the gospel of Mark and I look at Jesus as the servant, he's our example, and he begins to interact. And we take the, we go and we zoom in, so to speak. We take those, those binoculars or even a microscope and we zoom in and we look at the hands of Jesus throughout the gospel of Mark. Here he, he strengthens and brings healing to Peter's mother-in-law. I love the passage when the children come to, to come to Jesus and Jesus picks them up with his hands and he loves them with his hands. You might remember the feeding of the 5,000 and you might remember that miracle where Jesus breaks the bread and it occurred, the miracle occurs in his hand. The provision occurs in his hands. And you remember that at the Last Supper that he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body that would be broken for you and distributes that to his disciples and through his hands. And then you remember on the cross, and while we don't think that the, the nails went through his hands, as some uh, pictures might depict, it kind of went through more through his wrist. But in that, it, 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 it kind of uh, restrains his hands. Jesus allows that to happen, and he stretches out his hands, and he dies for you and me, his hands. Jesus, who, who loves, the, loves us in a very real way when he was here, and it's just touching people, touching lives, bringing healing, bringing provision, bringing direction, bringing satisfaction, and bringing salvation through the work of his hands. He still does it. He still does those things through his hands. Although we can't see his hands in a literal sense now on Jesus himself, we see the hands of, of others in our, in our lives, which is the kind of the others being Jesus' hands and feet. And so there's this very, very real element of Jesus' hands still being with us, Jesus' hands still guiding us, Jesus' hands still empowering us, and Jesus' hand still leading us. There's a wonderful, wonderful passage of scripture that I kind of want to draw your attention to as we get ready to close here. And, it, and that, that passage of scripture is in Psalm chapter 95. And I want to read a little bit of it to you, starting in verse 1. I want to get to, you to have this focus of looking at Jesus' hands or the hands of the Lord through this passage of scripture. And it says this, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. 
for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. I love that passage of scripture. There's that, you know, that the famous song, he's got the whole world in his hands. And it's kind of elements portrayed in this Psalm, Psalm 95, that Jesus does have the whole world in his hand. And he has the whole world in his hand. He has your nation in his hand. He has your city in his hand. He has your home in his hand. Has your family in his hand. And he has you in his hand. Jesus has you in his hands. And I want you to kind of remember that as we go through these times, we go through these trials and we go through this, this discovery process of, of how am I going to, how, how's this going to work out, Lord? I don't feel like I'm equipped. I don't feel like I can do it. I don't feel like I have the strength. Well, the Bible says when we are weak, he is strong. We are in his hands and he has the power to do anything. And I want to suggest to you, as I've spoken of before, that he wants to lead you more than you want to get to where it is you're going to go. So this wonderful book by Bob Bodine called Two Chairs. And in his book, he describes having an empty chair next to him as he's going through his devotions, as he's going through his time of praying. And in his mind, Quite literally, Jesus is sitting in that chair, listening to his every word, and sometimes reaching out his hand to take your hand. And I want to encourage you to have the same imagery is that God is with you. He's sitting right beside you. He's with you, and he has you in his hands to protect you, to empower you, to strengthen you, to go before you. We are in his hands. And I hope that brings encouragement to you as you're going through the times and wondering what it is that you're called to, how it is you're going to get there. I want to encourage you that Jesus is with you and he's going to hold your hand and he's going to guide you and have that imagery in your mind that we are in his hands. Each time you see my signature, maybe you'll remember this, but we are in his hands. I want you to go forward this week and I want you to begin to to express again who God's created you to be. But remember that he's with you and he wants to bless you. Lord bless you as you seek and follow him. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.